Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Christy. We are having conversations of a not-so-balanced life. Our goal here is to help you get past the good enough phase of life and begin your growth journey. We are a community of women supporting women. Hi, friends! Hi, we are here today. We have made it through another week, and we are excited to talk to you today a little bit about societal pressures, what they are, why we feel like we need to live up to them, how do we start to realize that we shouldn't live up to them <laughs> or it's impossible to live up to them? Um, and then how to train your brain to move past what you feel like um, you have to do because that's what society says you have to do. So Christy, I will allow you to kind of give a little bit of background on where you're at on this whole societal pressure nonsense that we have to manage both as women and just as people. Cause right. There's just there's both. Yeah, for sure. There, there absolutely is both. I think, especially once you become a mom, but even, even before that, and I'll give some examples. I think once you become a mom, you start to really realize how unrealistic flips is. That's when you really, the the load is just too heavy to carry. And you recognize like, okay, I can't do it all. I really have to start picking and choosing so that I can still be healthy and still be happy because growing up, I definitely felt like I needed to be perfect. And like, I needed to get, you know, I needed to get all A's and B's. I needed to go to college. I needed to get a master's degree. Yeah. It was was like, yes. Like my life was kind of like planned out for me in a way, like these were the steps I needed to take to be successful. And they, I have been successful. Right. So I'm not complaining necessarily about those steps. I think it's just once you become a parent, you're kind of like, okay, yes, I've done all these things. I've checked all these boxes or, you know, become a parent, gotten married, you know, all whatever those things are for you, started a career, you kind of realize, wait a minute, have I really sat down and thought about what truly, who am I? What makes me as the individual that I am happy? And I think that's the piece that our society doesn't do well. It's more like check these boxes and, you, and this is how you get to that your happy white picket fence life, as opposed to like, okay, do you figure out what makes you happy? I mean, clearly you need to make money because our society functions off of money. But like, I think there's too much pressure on checking boxes. And whereas we should be more aligned to individual happiness, because ultimately that is going to lead you to success. Yeah. Well, and it's important. There's an important distinction between personal success and societal success because personally I can feel successful in the decisions that I make and choose to do for my family and society may not consider those things successful so I, I think that's a really important distinction to make so for me I agree, you know, once you become a mom you start to realize oh there's really un- unrealistic expectations but I also feel like there's just something that comes with age that yeah you know, you start to learn, you know, once I hit 30, I don't know why that was the like the mark, but once, once I was out of my twenties where I was trying to keep up with everybody and trying to do everything that my friends could do and be who they were. Um, and I, I started to really be introspective and try to figure out what it is that I valued and what I wanted to do and how different that was from those around me. I think that's when it became clear, as you well know, I had a successful career. I was a manager of people in Atlanta. I worked 60 hours a week. I was, you know, doing really well. And I was unhappy. I didn't want any of that. 
I never wanted to manage people. It wasn't really something that I aspired to do, but I, I became that role because that's what other people wanted me to do. So then it was like, yes, you should apply. Yes, you should do this. Yes, you should do this. Well, and it's kind of the next step, right? Like you started, you get out of college, you get a job. And then a lot of people for that, that next step is kind of a managerial role. And yeah, I think, I think that, you know, I think it's probably a combo of just living some life right? Get mm-hmm. being a little older. So you kind of, you have gone through some things and it, it does, you just get to a point where you're like, wait a minute, am I doing this because I want to do it? Or am I doing this because society is telling me to do it? So I have a master's in business and I wouldn't change it now, but when I was going through the process, I definitely questioned whether or not I was making the right decision for that particular degree. I love school. I would go back to school in a heartbeat, <laughs> but like that particular degree, I was like, is this really what I want to do with my life? And I continued on the path because A, like, so I was working full-time and needed to continue working full-time. And so getting an MBA was easy because I could do it at night. Whereas a lot of other degrees, like, so the other degree that I was considering was going back to school and doing my prereqs because so my degrees are all business related, um, was getting my prereqs to become a doctor. And I had to go back and do so much school that was, not aligned with my work schedule and couldn't be. I was like, this is, you know, yeah, it right. Like it could be done, but it was going to take a lot of sacrifice to get there. And I was like, eh. but it's just, it was, it was one of those moments where I kind of continued along a path because A, I was already there, but B, because I felt like it was kind of expected of me, not necessarily because I wanted to be there. And yeah. So what's interesting to me is there's society, there's societal pressure on individuals, there's societal pressure on professions. And I feel like I'm stuck right now in a position where it's like, I I think I'm, I'm a little bit aligned with you and that, am I doing what I want to do? What do I really want to do? do? And there's no, I mean, we've said this before in the podcast, but there is no class in high school that teaches you that. There's no class in high school that helps you define what it is that you want to do. Well, or even really think about it, right? Like, I mean, there are some bits and pieces here and there, but we really need to have a stronger, purposeful alignment with the individual. What is what, what are your strengths as an individual? But I can be honest, if I was 18 years old and you told me to take that class, I'd be like, Psh, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I feel like it's a more useful class at 30 or at well, 25. Isn't everything, isn't everything though? Like if you went to the college class today, wouldn't you value it so much more than you did yes. at 18? Like yes. I, even, even just, so I, you know, went to undergrad at 18 and I waited, I don't know, five or six years before I got my MBA. Even that little gap, I could tell just how much more I kind of like understood life and valued sitting in a class and learning mm-hmm. and, you know, like understood the information because I was willing to take the time to, you know, like I understood, I understood the value that it could bring me. Right. Whereas undergrad, you're like checking a box again. It's like, yep, mm-hmm. I'm getting this degree so that I can get out and get a job. That's going to pay me decently. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, it's just, but that's, that's the societal expectation. I think, I feel like that piece is changing a little bit because we are going back because college has gotten so expensive, right? People are starting to recognize that for a lot of people, it's not that there's not an ROI there. There's not a return on investment because they're not going to go and get a well-paying job or they don't even want, want one. Right. And there's other avenues. Like 
you know, my, my brother is, I mean, you could give him anything, washing machine, car, like anything on a house and he could fix it. Now you ask him to go write a paper and he's going to be mad at you. And I think that, and I think as a society, we do a poor job understanding individuals and what their talents are and how to leverage those talents versus expecting everybody to do the same thing and be, be good at these things always. And so I, I think that, that there's a lot of benefit in understanding individuals and the talents that they do have that they can bring to the table. It's interesting. I was listening to uh, Drama Queen's podcast yesterday. Uh, if you like One Tree Hill, you will like the episode or like this podcast. But they were talking about how for women, it's like you're too fat, you don't fit in. You're too thin, you don't fit in. You, you know, have a lot of friends, you don't fit in. You don't have enough friends, you're weird. So it's like, there's this like constant pressure, especially on women. And maybe there, it, it is for guys, but I, I don't know, cause I'm not one, first of all. Second of all, I feel like it's just so much more laid back for men than it is for women. Because for women, you, there's this expectation that you have to have a lot of friends. You have to have, you know, a large bank account. You have to, you know, you have to have all these things to be successful. And it's, it's really damaging, I think, to feel as though I'm not good enough because I don't fit into this bucket that society says I should be. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, and I think, I feel like societal expectations are bullshit, right? Just, and, but I feel like that's, you have to have life experience to learn that. And I think that you know, some, some of them are good because they do, you, they can help you move in a successful direction. But I think that there's a limit there, right. Of like, just be yourself and mm-hmm. figure out what makes you happy and excuse my language, but fuck everybody else. Like if, if you're happy, that's well, what matters. And I feel like we're in such a different time. 10 years ago, people weren't saying that. 10 years ago, everybody was like climbing the corporate ladder. Everybody was doing the same thing. And we were all just kind of like falling in line. And I think that that's one of the things that came out of, whether it's came out of the pandemic or came out of the recent movements and things that we've had um, in recent years, I, I don't know, but more and more people are coming out to say, fuck society. It's just, it's not we don't have to do the same thing. We don't have to be the same person. We can individualize who we are and play to our own personal strengths. And I feel like maybe social media is is that's the that's the one positive thing that's come out of social yeah. Media. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of negative things in social media, right? There's a lot of bullying and um, grooming and a lot of really bad things for for young people, but. One thing that I think is really good is it gives people the space to be who they are and, you know, turn off those comments when they're obnoxious. <laughs> like, I, I do feel like it's interesting. So my oldest is eight. He'll be nine this year. And I think as a generation, for whatever reason, it does seem like they value individualism as in, I mean, that in the way of being who you are and being okay with it. Like, it seems like there's more value in that versus group think or, you know, following the crowd than there was for our generation. So I think everybody agrees. Yes. Society has these expectations. They're likely unrealistic expectations. And we kind of talked about when you start to realize those, how do you start to move past them so that you can find that authenticity and lead the life that feels right for you? Yeah. I, I, well, I think the most important thing is, is recognizing that you don't have to, 
right? You don't have to live up to these expectations, even though, I mean, when I was a kid, it was, this is what's expected of you and you must do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but you don't, you don't have to. So there's a lot of unlearning that goes on. I think, um, when you're trying to adjust your mindset and come out of this fog of, I must be, um, what's expected of me instead of be who I expect to be. This is probably a whole nother episode. I honestly think it's, that is a little by design, right? I think as just part of life, you're meant to kind of go through some things. So then you can unlearn them and figure out and, you know, uncover who you are and then like figure out how to, how to live in that space. Well, and I, I think about, so, you know, my oldest elementary school, their whole thing is be a leader. And I, I get it. I, I get that that's what we want to ingrain in our children. We want our children to be leaders, but my kid has zero interest in being a leader. He doesn't want to be well, a follower. He just wants to be himself. So when you say to him, hey, you're a leader in this classroom and you must do it this way, he doesn't care. He doesn't want to lead other people. He just wants to be himself. So that's not, it's not creating an identity for him. And I feel like that's, you know, the slogan, be a leader is creating an identity for these kids instead of allowing them to create their own identity. I think that's interesting. Clearly, if if every classroom was teaching that, not everybody in the world is going to be a leader. We don't need that many leaders. There's leader, right? There's leadership qualities that everybody can, that would be beneficial for everybody. But I think, you know, some of the things that we've talked about in the past. So as part of our word of the year, there's a worksheet that we put out that goes along with it. And it, what it does is it walks you through some questions to help you identify what your values are. Like, what are your top three to five core values? And I think the best thing that that I have done is year over year, really sat down and looked at, okay, what am I doing with my time? How am I spending my days, my months, my year? And how does that truly align with the values that, or the things that I value? And everybody's values are going to be different. I mean, you may have some that are similar, but they're going to be different and that's okay. But I think if you are cognizant of what they are and then how you're spending your time and how that aligns with them, you can then adjust your life accordingly. Now it's going to be perfect, right? But you can at least so starting try place. to find that balance, right? And I think that that's just one way to help you move out of, okay, let me follow these things that I've been told that I have to do versus, okay, how, how can I really put myself in a space where I feel happy and healthy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think that within this conversation, it's interesting how many things are coming to the top of my mind where there have been instances as a young adult or growing up when I was told I might must do something um, and how many times I chose not to do what I wanted to do because it was not something that was expected of me. And I think there's there's value in finding comfort in going against the grain and you know, if it's not something that you value, like you, like you were just talking about, it's not something that you really want to do that, that the expectation of saying yes is more powerful than your ability to just say no. And I think being comfortable with no as a full sentence is a really important lesson to learn and really important thing to become comfortable with. Yeah. Well, you and I talked about that earlier this week and you know, I don't know, is is it mostly just women? Is it everyone? I'm not sure. But I think even if I take too long to respond to an email, if I yes. don't want to do something that I've 
either said I'm going to do, or if I, you know, have to tell somebody no, like I want to explain why I'm saying no. And I've been trying to get out of the habit of doing that and just being like, no, I can't do that. Or Mm -hmm. not apologizing because why, why do I need to explain myself? Yeah. Right. And most men don't, but what's interesting is you have to, I think the first step is being comfortable with the no yourself and being comfortable with the ability to say, that's not what I want to do today. I, we had a reel a while ago on our Instagram account, like say no, like a toddler, my toddler says no, like a champ and he is unapologetic about it. And he, you know, he is just so confident in his no. And I realize that, you know, as we get older and here I'm in high school and adults are asking me to do something and it's not something I want to do, but I feel this pressure to say yes, because it's an adult asking me, you need to be confident in your no. And that's not really something that was ever taught to me. And it's something that I'm learning now. All the learning, all yeah. the learning, right? Didn't you, I feel like in high school, it was maybe even in college, you're like, okay, I'm going to finish this. And then I'm never going to learn anything again. I mean, it wasn't really like, but like, that's kind of, no, right? exactly. <laughs> it's like, I never, I never have to do this again. And well, yes, we don't have to write term papers about it. Right. So but that's good. Like, yeah. I, For some I, people. I feel like the adage of like, the day you stop learning is like the day you're not here anymore. Right. Like life is a constant learning and unlearning. Right. Yes. And just finding the balance and figuring out who you are and, and how to live a life that feels right for you. And yeah, just constant. Yes. All right, Christy. So this week you said you have an, am I normal? So I'm going to allow you to go first. Do. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So I was thinking about this last night and I was like, okay, this is my, am I normal for the week? Bedtime is my least favorite time of the day. Like, I feel like by bedtime, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for people to stop needing me. And so getting through the bedtime routine, because we always brush teeth, read stories, then go to bed. And like, (laughs) I try to be, I like try to have fun with it, but most of the time I'm just ready to be done with it. I think that's completely normal. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I definitely, uh, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I, there is something to be said for not wanting to be needed anymore. Like I just need to be alone and by myself and in the comfort of my own headspace so I can get ready for bed too. Or just have a moment to not like, just have a moment, right? To feel like (laughs) you can take care of you or I don't know, you know, like, which I think as your kids get older, right? That becomes less of a thing because you're not getting like touched all day. Yes. Um, And I know that there's going to be people that are listening to this that are like, oh, you're going to miss it when it's gone. Yes, of course. Absolutely. 100%. That doesn't mean that we can't also be annoyed by it right now. Right. I saw saw somebody talking the other day, which they were talking in the space of grief, but just like you, you, you can absolutely feel multiple emotions at once. You can be grateful for the space you're in and also not want to be in a moment, right? Like that, those emotions can exist simultaneously. Yes. And that totally applies here. Okay. All right. So am I normal? (laughs) You're probably going to say no, (laughs) (laughs) but I abhor making dinner and planning out the meal. And it comes around every day. And I'm always surprised and I never have anything, you know, it's like on Sunday, I have all this energy and I plan for my week. And then every single evening I'm like, oh my God, we have to have dinner ready in like 15 minutes. What can we make quick? And I can't, I just can't with dinner time. Yours is bedtime. Mine is dinner time. (laughs) I think the 
that's absolutely normal. I think that, so I, I enjoy, I love to cook. However, by the time I have gotten everybody up, made them breakfast, gotten everybody out of the house, done my entire work day, which probably still needs some attention later in the day. Yeah. It's hard to find the energy for dinner sometimes. And I, so here's, here's my issue with it. I get tired of cooking the same things over and over and right with kids, they tend to like the same thing. So it's almost worthless. I know, but you're supposed to feed them a variety of foods and they're supposed to have vegetables and fruit, like society pressure. Yeah. Bump all that noise. We do the best we can. They're fed. (laughs) They're fed a variety of things over the course of a week. So yeah we're good no I, mean, I, I think like I'm just yeah. over dinner time like I just well, don't so I just feel like this is another area of like nobody told me this was gonna be a thing like nobody told me I was gonna have to plan for food for everyone for the rest of my life <laughs> yeah it's like one day you start making it and then you have to do it for the rest of your life like at what point did my mom stop making me meals because I'd like to go back to the time where course, that I- was a thing <laughs> I feel like by like 12 or 13, I was, I was helping my dad prepare most of our dinners. Yeah. And it just hasn't stopped. (laughs) I'm exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. All Um, right. So I have a challenge for us and then Christy will give us our final thoughts for today. Our, our challenge this week, ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to this podcast is to find one way to buck the system this week, find one way to say no to societal pressure. You can do it full sentence love it okay final thoughts the biggest challenge of life is to be yourself in a world that is trying to make you like everyone else absolutely all right ladies and gentlemen until next time thank you for listening Bye, friend. If you want to leave us feedback, please review our podcast on whatever app that you're listening to. That helps us. You can also email us hello at intentionalasamother.com or follow us on Instagram at intentional.as.a.mother. And we will see you next week. Bye.